everybody and welcome to the Tuesday Toolbox Meeting of Adult Children of Alcoholics in Cobble Hill, Brooklyn. My name is Anne. I'm, an, I'm a Tuesday Toolbox member and an adult child. We are recording our speakers every week because we're hoping others will benefit from hearing these stories from our members. We'd love to hear your comments and questions. Our email address is TuesdayToolboxACA at gmail.com. Adult Children of Alcoholics is a 12-step program of recovery for people who grew up in an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. If you'd like to find a meeting in your area, go to adultchildren.org and click on Find a Meeting. This week we're hearing again from our friend Bill, who spoke about the ACA solution. And this is a passage that we read at the start of every meeting that explains what ACA is all about and how it works. If you'd like to read it yourself, you can go to adultchildren.org forward slash LIT dash solution. And now here's Bill. Okay, you know what? I'm going to do the solution. Okay? I'm going to do the first three paragraphs. Okay. Oh, we're going? We're going. Oh, okay, cool. Hi, my name is Bill. Hi, Bill. I'm an adult child. Okay, I'm going to use uh, as my uh, tool the literature. Uh, the solution. Okay, and I'm basically going to go through the solution and basically uh, talk about how um, it expressed itself in me. Uh, as ACA, ACA becomes a safe place for you, you will find freedom to express all hurts and fears you have kept inside and to free yourself from the shame and blame that are carries over, carryovers from the past. Um, when I first came in here and I was introduced to ACA, I remember uh, the fact that the depth of honesty that was being spoken here was amazing. And it was about not just feelings, but about the underlying causes of those feelings. And when I was talking about my own personal um, trauma in my childhood, I remember at some point, for the first time in a long time, I actually started crying, okay? Because it actually brought up those feelings of my past that I had buried and did not want to look at or did not want to deal with. And in crying about these things from my past, it allowed me to, to actually look at them honestly, you know? When I was growing up, I always thought, said to myself, well, I'm aware of these things, I know what happened, and because I'm aware of these things, I know what happened, how could they possibly still affect me? You know, I figured it was something that was a known, you know, situation. So obviously it had no more power over me because intellectually I knew about this stuff. And it happened when I was a kid, and I'm an adult now, so how could that possibly affect me? Well, it affected us all. And that's what this, this program allowed me to feel. Five and one? Yes. Okay, thanks. Okay. Uh, you will become an adult who is imprisoned no longer by childhood reactions. You will recover the child within you, learning to accept and love yourself. Okay. Um, I didn't even know I was in prison, but in recovery, what I started to discover was there's a pattern to the way I behave to certain things, to certain stimuli, okay? Um, I tended to uh, want, always want to be in control, okay? And I didn't understand what that was about, being in control all the time. And then I realized my childhood was total chaos. I could never know what was going to happen next. So the reverse of that is I wanted to control everything in my life. Because I was in control of everything, then I couldn't get hurt, okay? That's an example. And I realized that was because that was the prison that my childhood had created for me, was the need to control mm -hmm. things, the need to be able to, to not be at the, other people could hurt me, 
but if I was in control, no one could hurt me. That was my belief, and that's not what happened. As a matter of fact, that actually caused me more pain, okay, because in trying to control everything and everyone, no one wanted to be around me. Everyone resented me, and they pushed away. Uh, you recover your child within you. Um, I was a very serious person. I'm still very serious. And when, the, and when I'm safe, and only when I'm safe emotionally with another person, they'll let my inner child out, which is rarely. But when my inner child was coming out in this program, my inner child was not the child that was parented. My inner child was the, self, was the sabotaging child. Mean, vicious, angry, okay? Belittling other people, okay? And that's who that inner child was because that was the child of my childhood, okay? My childhood was brought up around a very brutal, angry, you know, circumstances. And that's all I knew as a child, to protect myself, to, to lash out at others, to push them away, to keep them away to put a wall between myself and those other people. So when an inner child came out, it was not the inner child that was a loving, caring child because I hadn't parented myself yet, okay? I was still the childhood of my, I was still the inner child of my childhood. And that inner child hadn't been parented very lovingly. Basically, I was abandoned, okay? And that's all I knew. Um, the healing begins when we risk moving out of isolation. Feelings and buried memories will return, but gradually releasing the burden of unexpressed grief, we slowly move out of the past. We learn to reparent ourselves with gentleness, humor, love, and respect. Okay, um, isolation. <laughs> For me, isolation was all my friendships were superficial. Okay? People didn't really get to know me. They got to know the persona I let you see, but you never got to know the person deep within Okay, and for me to, for, and even though it didn't appear like I was isolated, I was very isolated because no one really got to know me. In this program, I finally started to let the guard down and I started letting people know me. You know, the, the part of me that was a frightened kid, the part of me that was fearful, the part of me that was, that was basically afraid to let people in because whenever I let people in in the past, they hurt me. But now I can actually let people in. And at this time, when I let people in, yes, I, let, I became vulnerable, but in that vulnerability became strength because it allowed me finally to know people and let people know me. And when I got to know people in an honest fashion, there was a connection, a real bonding that I didn't have before. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that's the difference. Okay. Um, buried memories returned. Uh, I always, already talked about this. Um, when those memories came up and I realized exactly what had gone, what had happened to me as a child, what I had gone through, what I had experienced, I, I mourned that child. I honestly mourned that child. Okay? I, for the first time, I let myself feel what that child could not feel when I was a child because I was so disassociated. I couldn't experience the pain and trauma that was going on because it was just too much for a child to handle. So I disassociated. Most of my childhood, I do not remember. Okay? All I remember is the extreme terror, fear, and the occasional high moments, which were like adrenaline pumps. But in between that, there's nothing. I have no real memory of my childhood. 
And that's all because it was, a, it was, it was what it was. I'm not going to say anything else. Uh, we learn to repair ourselves with gentleness, humor, love, and, and respect. My, in my head, there was a parent, and that parent in my head was my mother. Uh, she's passed, so I can say that. <laughs> what, what it was about was basically she was a critical parent. Okay? And it wasn't because she was a bad parent, but be, because of the life we had, she was trying to do the best she could under the circumstances. And the best she could was whenever I did wrong, she would correct me. She didn't correct me when I did something right, because when I was doing something good, it, was, it allowed her to deal with the other crap that was going on in our lives. So I was being a good, if I was a good kid, that was one less thing for my mother to worry about. And when I was a bad kid, that's when she noticed me. And when she noticed me, it was to uh, criticize what I was doing so I would not do it again. So that, that was one less thing for her to worry about. So the, the voice in my head was the critical parent. And the critical parent was not, not something that I, was a good thing for me to hear. So I had to learn how to reparent myself because also, don't forget, I had that sabotaging child. Okay, so I had to learn how to reparent myself. I didn't understand that. I thought, it was, I thought that was malarkey, reparenting. But then I realized I have a son. And the way I treat my son is completely different than the way that I was treated. I encourage him. I pour love into him. I'm always there with him. When, he's not with me, but when I call him up, I talk to him in loving fashion. I make him laugh. You know, we have fun. It's, a, it's communication that's open and loving and caring and giving and nurturing which is completely different than how I was parenting. And I suddenly realized that's how I can reparent myself. That child inside myself, instead of hearing that critical parent, I can give him the same voice that I was giving my own son. And in doing so, my inner child was changed. I find it hard to believe because I'm adult and very, you know, I'm intelligent, I know what I'm talking about, blah, 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 blah. But such a thing such as reparenting myself it actually works, and I didn't believe that it could. And I'm no longer that critical person when I'm, my inner child comes out. The inner child that comes out is a loving, playful, happy child. You know, I, I, it's a joy when my inner child comes out. And when that inner child reacts with other people, they're happy to react with that inner child. My inner child doesn't come out as often as I want it to, but at least when it does come out, it's not the inner child that sabotages my relationships. Thank you. Okay, this process allows us to, to see our biological parents as an instrument of our existence. My parents were my parents. My past was my past. Okay, I can't deny that. I can't blank it out. I can't excuse it. But I also am no longer angry about it, and I no longer resent it, and I no longer um, have remorse about it. I became, I'm the sum total of all the parts of my life, all the programs I've been in. Okay, and it's because of who I was and who I have become and who I will become is because of these programs. My parents instilled in me survival skills that are still useful today. Okay, and there are other things. I love my parents. I love them. They, they both passed. Okay, but I got to know them in a very, as people, as human beings, not as the gods I expect them to be as children, as a child but as to human beings they were in reality, feet of clay. They're real people, just like all of us, and they all have flaws. And I accept the fact that they have flaws, and I accept the fact that they did the best they could. And the thing is, now I can do 
better because of this. And, and that's a good thing, you know? Uh, our actual parent is a higher power whom some of us choose to call God. Although we had alcoholic or dysfunctional parents, a higher power gave us 12 steps of recovery. For me, I, as an adult, um, I'm, I, I was searching for something, you know, and I, and I was searching in all the wrong places. Alcohol, drugs, sex, all the things that basically are just, will destroy us. And I was on a self-destructive path to death. And eventually I discovered the 12 steps, the 12-step programs. And through the 12-step programs, I've slowly, patiently have rebuilt myself as an adult, as a functioning, mature adult. When I say mature, sometimes I'm not always mature, but at least I can now function in life without being in relationships that are not healthy, okay? Uh, I don't want to say codependent, okay? But my relationships were such that uh, they were never equal. Either I was the teacher and they were the student, or I was the parent and they were the child, or I was, it was, or I was needy, or they were needy, and it was always something. But now my relationships, because of these 12 steps, because of reparenting, because of the function and the 12 steps, my relationships are one-on-one, -on -one. they're equal. It's not about helping, it's not about, you know, I help when I'm asked, but it's not the relationship isn't based on that. It's based on a one-on-one -on -one giving back and forth. It's based on the fact that when I see a person, it's just like when I'm in love with a person. You know, I care about them, I hope they do well, I encourage them, I, I, I'm there by them silent. I'm there to help them be the person that I want them to be. I ignore their flaws, I don't criticize them, I don't analyze them, I just let them be them, themselves. And they let me be myself, flaws and all. And that's a healthy relationship. And you know what, when you're not judging other people, you don't get judged. And when you're not being judged, you can be yourself with all the problems that you have in your life. You know, so for me, this is the solution. You know, there's more to the solution, and I haven't talked about that because I'm not there yet myself, okay? But the solution is there for all of us, and I continue to grow and change and become a better person. And I get to share my experience with other people. And I get to share the ups, the downs, the joys, the pains, everything. And that's what I love about this program, and that's what I love about the people in this program. I can reach out to you guys at any time, in any moment. Some of you may be available, some of you may not be available, but as a whole, I get what I need from these rooms. Um, once again, my name is Bill, and I'm a, I'm a child, I'm a, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>